0: Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Atkins,
1: And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we will be doing our part two deep dive into Northanger Abbey
0: 1987. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> the most gothic version of Northanger <laughs> Abbey ever made.
1: The most dramatic 80s scary version.
0: With the most curled hair that's poofy. <laughs>
1: <sighs> the perms. <laughs>
0: Uh, I can't say the most curled hair because, honestly, I feel like every Jane Austen adaptation, and there's a lot of 80s Jane Austen adaptations. Yes. With especially, there's a 70s Sense and Sensibility where all the men have curly blonde hair as well. <laughs> it's very interesting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the 70s aesthetic, so I'm really excited for that one.
0: That's probably one of my least favorite. <laughs> oh. We'll get to that one someday, I'm mm-hmm. sure. I'm sure. But today we are doing Northanger Abbey 1987.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I guess, what what do we normally talk about when we can't do first impressions? Uh... Do I say this every time? You'd think after a year I'd <laughs> know how to do this.
1: <laughs> I think we're just going straight into notes.
0: Okay. Well, I did notes for this week. Okay. So this is from <laughs> the Top Ten Goofs. In Northanger Abbey, <laughs>
1: 1987,
0: by Diana J. Oaks. And I, most of them were like, you know, <laughs> it didn't really seem important. But I did think that it was funny that sh- uh, the costuming
1: uh-huh.
0: said the style of the costumes was Georgian.
1: Uh-huh. But the
0: hairstyles were late 18th and early 19th century. Lies. So it actually mixed two different fashion trends. The empire waistline that they all wear is influenced by the Greco-Roman look, but the hairstyles were more influenced by the aesthetic look.
1: Of the 80s. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like the
0: hairstyles were more influenced by the 80s. <laughs>
1: I think they miss her when they said 80s. They thought they said 18th century, and so it's 80s.
0: But I was curious about like the feathers and... Yeah. Because, you know, we've had a couple adaptations where they do the weird bow hair stuff. Uh-huh. And, and every once in a while you'll see feathers But this one seemed like really focused on feathers. It's like everyone had feathers.
1: Yeah. Well, I always associate feathers, they're like more dramatic. And it seemed like the costuming of this time was a little bit less dramatic. It was a little bit more towards the plane.
0: I think it really depends on where you are. Right. Because I feel like Bath is more over the top than most places. Yeah.
1: A lot of rich people say that's true.
0: And I do feel like it seems that fashion was so weirdly like encapsulated so like one year this particular thing like feathers would be in vogue and the next year hair bows would be in vogue and the next year all white simple or you know Mm -hmm. who knows so maybe they just were like well this is the feather year (laughs) (laughs) i mean it makes sense to me that everyone would be like oh i have to i'll do with the feathers
1: it makes your piece just look so much more expensive
0: yeah it's a very i don't know that time thing like Mm -hmm. the the need to be on trend at all times
1: yeah yeah
0: okay and then I found an old review of the movie
1: uh-huh. from
0: the New York Times from December 6 1987 when it first came out whoa and it's called TV northanger Abbey Austin satire and the review was by John J O'Connor and so I just have like a couple of paragraphs that I wrote out from him Mm -hmm. here in a one part 90 minute adaptation is still another excuse for a british period piece
1: (laughs) exquisitely
0: (laughs) costumed and expertly acted but fans of the series are likely to be perplexed by this particular adaptation straightforward naturalism the bedrock style of masterpiece theater gives weight to rather startling dreamlike at times nightmarish sequences At certain moments, it looks like Austin meets Fellini. (laughs) (laughs) Although far from successful, the effort is interesting.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, well.
0: Some of the film's images are wonderfully bizarre. Consider the woman taking the waters at bath. The women, I mean, taking the waters at bath. Dressed in long, simple shifts and very elaborate hats. They slowly descend into the pool with floating trays of snacks dangling from their necks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Misunderstood. <laughs>
0: this is—I thought that was really funny—that he thought that they were trays of snacks, and I was like, <laughs> uh, I think they were like salt or smelly things. <laughs> they were yeah, were snacks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just pre-prepared cured meats and cheeses.
0: Uh, even New York Times reviewers are sometimes quite wrong. Yes. <laughs> But translated into gross physical scenarios, Catherine's fantasies destroy the intimate tone of Austin's piece, the special mixture of delicacy and devastating perception. Austin buffs will be dismayed, the rest puzzled.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I have to say,
0: I usually find almost all reviews to be a little up their own bum, Mm -hmm. if you will.
1: i just i don't know it's very rare that i let a review persuade my feelings on something <laughs> if it's from a person that i trust who we have very similar tastes i'll be like okay maybe most of the time i'm just gonna end up watching whatever and just form my own opinion
0: yeah i mean he seemed to like it for not what it was. For thinking it was not great yeah but i did think the snacks comment was particularly funny <laughs> yes
1: trays of snacks <laughs> in the water
0: with floating trays of snacks dangling from their
1: necks (laughs) i don't think you're right but okay Uh,
0: um and then the only other thing i have is that it was one of a series of feature length literary adaptations made for the bbc screen two and screen one series okay which is why it's so hard to find it on imdb because you have to like put in screen twos northanger abbey it's like an episode of This other show
1: <laughs> yeah well it, that's how it came up was like episode two and I was like or whatever and yeah. I was like
0: <sighs> it'd be like if you a... were to try to look up some masterpiece show like Downton Abbey and it was listed under no- Masterpiece Theater instead of yeah, Downton Abbey, <laughs> of <just> Downton Abbey. <laughs> yeah and that's really all I have for notes <laughs> I mean there's not that much out there about this particular adaptation Mm-mm. except for you know just blogs people's opinions <laughs> what they thought about right. it but that doesn't really um, yeah,
1: performing our own opinion.
0: <laughs> it doesn't really tell us any cool information, right? Um, and I guess we can go to the recap. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we just finished the Cotillion Ball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And after they're all leaving the dance, Eleanor asks if she can invite Catherine to be her guest in Northanger Abbey. And the general agrees because all of his hopes for Catherine had been confirmed that evening. Mm-hmm. With all of his whispering with the uh, marchioness or whatever her name is. Um, <laughs> I already <laughs> forgot. If I'm not actively looking at the word, I cannot say no. it. <laughs> and... Then we go back to Mrs. Allen. She's bustling around and helping Catherine pack. And she doesn't seem to trust Kathy's ability to be tidy and decent while she visits. (laughs) But she hasn't actually told her the news or hasn't sunk into Catherine that she is to visit them at Northanger Abbey and be their guest. (laughs)
1: I was like, I was waiting for it.
0: When oh, it finally does sink in she is so thrilled and she <laughs> hugs Mrs. Allen. <laughs> she says, Northanger Abbey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then um, we see Frederick talking to Henry as they're getting ready to leave. Or Henry's getting ready to leave. And he says this comment that I don't get, but it sounds so nefarious. He says, the mess room will drink Isabella Thorpe for a fortnight and there is an end to it. Uh, <laughs> it sounds horrible, yeah. And I wrote Frederick sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the general's yelling, but he stops when he realizes that Catherine is there. And Frederick wishes Henry luck. And Henry says, When did I ever need luck? Yuck, <laughs>
1: uh, roll my eyes, <laughs> and
0: they drive off. There's so much yuck in this movie, it's, even though I love it, there's still, I think i don't know
1: (laughs) it's a little too
0: the men are just so
1: they're a little too cocky
0: predatory and
1: predatory i'm uh, I'm like my two least favorite qualities (laughs) in men
0: but at least henry somehow manages to pull it off you know
1: he redeems himself more than once so yeah it ends up being okay
0: (laughs) catherine is now driving with henry Mm -hmm. like she leaves sitting next to the general but i guess at some point they switch and surprise he's not in the clergy like he is in the book. Right. He has an estate where his present passion is a pinery, which is that where they grow pineapples? Is that
1: pinery? Maybe. I don't know. I Did thought they... it was
0: a pine tree forest <laughs> first, and then I thought, wait a minute, we learned about those pineapple glass houses. Was that one?
1: Oh, maybe.
0: Yeah. Because I think in the book, the general had a pinery to okay. show his excess. You yeah, because
1: pineapples were like yeah it costs a
0: ton of money to grow so it's kind of weird that henry would have it but whatever he's kind of a weird henry (laughs) so
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's a little bit of an oddball
0: it goes with his the way they're portraying him in this movie right you know it fits better (laughs) it would not fit in this movie for him to be a clergyman
1: no (laughs) the way he acts
0: yeah definitely not yeah, that's what I wrote. I said, you can't keep Henry a parson and make him seem possibly villainous. <laughs> I guess you could, but... It
1: just would feel weird.
0: <laughs> but Catherine says that she is... He... She says she's passionate about ancient buildings.
1: <laughs> that's a lot of uh, just, like, putting your, I love your that fingers Catherine. up to your temple and, like, <sighs> Catherine.
0: <laughs> I love her love for, like... She's like, I don't like history, but I love an old building. Please yes. take me on tours of all of them. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> I bet her and Henry go out and travel around and look at old, old ruins when they, and... after they get married and everything. Oops, am I spoiling something?
1: <laughs> Not in this movie. <laughs> I think we all know.
0: So, back at home, uh, we see a little clip of the Morelands. And they're getting a letter from the Allens. And they, you know, about, uh, about Catherine going to visit. Mm-hmm. And they're a little bit worried because there's no Mrs. Tilney. And so. They're like, is it entirely safe for us to send her there? I'm like, it's definitely not entirely safe for you to send her there.
1: She surely does not think so either, but she's (laughs) excited for it.
0: Even if he were a gentleman, it wouldn't be safe.
1: Mm
0: -mm. Okay, father always likes, oh, yeah, father always likes to arrive first. (laughs) Little characterization there. Uh huh. We get the gothic music and we get the peacock crying, which I love in any British anything. That's a period or mysterious or something. There's always going to be either a peacock crying or a fox crying at night. One of their like fox screams.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think someone should do a, like a wiki on all of the peacock and fox screams. And <laughs> <laughs> find out
1: how many times in each movie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just make a list of when they all appear. The general wants to wants Catherine to see how simply they live.
1: <laughs> uh huh.
0: I, I wrote that Catherine from the book wishes this is the abbey that she's stayed at. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, it's so different than yeah. what we're used to because like in the book it's like I pictured it as just a really nice big home at the time, but oh, this yeah. one it looks like a very old medieval castle. Well,
0: she's disappointed constantly that in the book that it's like not
1: what all ruiny we're, and right. castley. <laughs> she's what like oh it's
0: now oh you modernized it oh okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right i guess that's okay
0: but this one is like so rambly and ruiny and she gets lost mm-hmm. trying to get back to dinner and the general is like pacing impatiently
1: showing his pocket watch <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: she gets spooked by some pigeons <laughs> and she ends <laughs> up at what looks like an old fort
1: she's outside somehow and
0: i know and it's so weird because like you see the general waiting and it looks like it's pouring outside and then you see her running around and it's it's like sunny and then she finds a canary and it's like (laughs) (laughs) where are you yeah so she finds the canary and henry finds her and she is enthralled with the canary and he's enthralled with her (laughs) and he tries to spook her by saying are you prepared for what Sit in these walls <laughs> and she or he says, do you have a heart stout enough to bear the horrors of this place and she goes go on
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there's a really pretty shot with the bird in between them and like the mm-hmm. sun coming in it looks all romantic <laughs> I like that one mm-hmm. they finally get to dinner and <laughs> Henry has to scoot everyone in including his dad
1: <laughs> <laughs> silly
0: Uh, The general is trying to impress Catherine the whole time. His kids seem way over it.
1: (laughs) Rolling their eyes at her.
0: Yeah. She's trying to be properly impressed, but he somehow feels like he needs to defend, like, the kind of plates he has, even Mm -hmm. though she's like, I love your plates. It's like, oh, well, I love... We could still have older, you know, Staffordshire clay and not Dresden. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And She's probably like... "I." I don't care. He's
0: just like so defensive about it, even though she's literally complimenting him. Right. And da, 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 where am I? Oh, then he starts to hint at marriage and Henry won't let him hint too hard before he orders him some more soup. <laughs> <laughs> uh and that night, as Catherine is in her room, she hears Eleanor and Henry whispering in the hallway.
1: Very loudly.
0: Very loudly. It must like some one of those weird sound tunnels (laughs) straight to her room
1: (laughs) well there was no carpet no rug nothing to absorb the sound (laughs) that's true echo city
0: eleanor is very upset Catherine investigates the trunk in her room Mm -hmm. and she finds some rolls of paper and just as she's starting to look at them she hears someone walking outside her door and stopping And it makes her freak out and drop the candle, which goes out. And she jumps into bed and pulls the covers up. And I guess falls asleep because she has another nightmare. This time, she's like a Spanish princess or something. (laughs) (laughs) And the general is covered in blood.
1: Ridiculous. I
0: think the maid is in that one, Alice. Yes. (laughs) And Alice, the maid, shows up in the next moment because she's coming in to wake her up.
1: (laughs) Pulling the curtains back, which I thought was like... The worst way to wake up.
0: I know. I was like, oh, okay. I guess everyone's on a schedule there, though, so. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, let me sleep in. You know Catherine. Would sleep in all day.
0: Exactly. So she finds the papers that she dropped the night before, and she says, they're just a bunch of old laundry bills, and she (laughs) takes them. Except for she she misses one that Mm -hmm. Catherine finds, and it's about a meeting beside the unknown woman.
1: Yes. At three.
0: At three. But then she goes out to see Henry, who has to leave for the day to go check on his pineapples, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) The general doesn't want them, doesn't want Catherine and Eleanor to tour the house, though, until he's free to accompany them. So he insists that they walk in the gardens. They stroll by some peacocks, some (laughs) baby peacocks. (laughs) I know, I wanna see
1: those baby peacocks.
0: (laughs) And they end up at Eleanor's mother's favorite walk. And she starts to explain about her illness and her death. And they run upstairs sneakily to go look at her chamber. But just as they open the door, the general comes down and stops them. And he's standing like a big shadow in the doorway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Catherine goes up to her room and writes about Northanger to Isabella.
1: <laughs> Isabella.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's, Isabella. She's uh, <laughs> talking about all of her suspicions. Of what could be going on there.
1: It's so weird to see Isabella in this one because she's like, I would not even hardly a minor character. Mm-hmm. She's just like and so like I feel like we don't get the same like thing of like that evolution of Catherine being like, I don't really like her anymore. Yeah, definitely. Which I kind of appreciate <laughs> in the book.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's yeah, there's I mean, you really can't adapt any sort of book and make it A hundred percent. Yeah, there's just no way. There's no. too much
1: no, I, I I definitely appreciate this one for what it is. Yeah, I just like and it, it just I think it just speaks to how great the book is, is that you miss these parts oh, of the book so much.
0: Definitely. Okay, where was I? <laughs> oh, okay. So then we get Henry singing for everyone. Yes. And he is okay.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: He's not got the best voice, but he somehow manages to hold his own. Like yeah. he's still. Mostly on pitch, and he's got his rhythm correct, and yes, he's, he's certainly just not, selling it. <laughs> yes, he's just not
1: blessed with one of those great voices. Yeah, but he knows how to sing.
0: But he will sell the he will sell it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so the marchioness is there with her page boy. I say in quotation marks because that's mm. how I saw him described. But I was like, is he like a slave? I don't, or an enslaved person? I should say.
1: I don't. I don't What what um century is this?
0: Because they shouldn't be able to have
1: slaves in England at that
0: point. But she's also French, and so I.
1: The French, it oh, the French were you know it could be, as a result of like from the Caribbean because they had uh, ownership (laughs) of Haiti.
0: It's really hard to say because obviously this isn't in the book, so there's no way to. (laughs) <laughs> say what What yeah. they were thinking when they made this movie as to what
1: they i would thought s- this boy was yeah i would say yes uh i'm not super clear on french history as like, regards in their regards to slavery but i know that they had holdings in morocco and haiti and i i'm taking a lot american history right now at <laughs> school so and i know that like the caribbean was a really big port for the atlantic slave trade mm-hmm. so it would not shock me if haiti had continued slavery mm. yeah in the way that
0: i feel like if i start talking about this we might get into a really long conversation because i yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. i know a little bit about haiti's history but that doesn't it's, seem very important to, yeah <laughs> i'm very not very sure obvious. about
1: dates and times but I think we can definitely say that he was not there by choice.
0: Yeah, well, he was obviously a child. <laughs> yeah, so it was just... Um, but I guess we'll so... just refer to him as the page boy yes. uh, because that's how I've seen other people referring to him. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole part, it's just so... And this is like the bath scene for me and one of my so other abstract. favorite weird creepy parts.
1: <laughs> very, uh, very David Lynch.
0: Yeah. So there's another lady. I almost feel like it's David Lynch, but if somebody else were to do what they thought David Lynch was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's also its own weird gothic. Yeah. Anyway. Much like
1: the rest of this movie. It's so unique.
0: <laughs> yes, very unique. So there's another lady there who's playing the flute and it seems like she's just there to be rude to Catherine because that's all she does, <laughs> her one line that she uses it to be rude to Catherine. Be snarky. Yeah. And then she sings with Henry and she's a pretty good singer. She's a Actually, really yeah, good scene, right? She's
1: a really yeah, <laughs> which makes uh, Henry look a little worse. Yeah, but it kind of <laughs> helps him out. Like it kind of she kind of guides him a little it bit, It brings up his performance. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> anyway, Catherine doesn't seem very happy to be watching this duet, and the little boy takes her hand and brings her outside, and then he starts cartwheeling for her, <laughs> and the music and the camera get all dreamy, and there's like plants like a willow tree around her her head and she has another fantasy and this time henry rides up and rescues her on horseback and this has all cheered her up (laughs) quite a bit (laughs) she's much happier now (laughs) and the next day she's putting on the habit because the rude girl was like we should go for horseback ride Mm -hmm. so she's putting on the habit and it was poor miss mrs tilney's Poor dead Mrs. Tilney, And <sighs> so Alice scares Catherine accidentally with her, all of her talk of the dead mistress. Right. <laughs> and Catherine refuses to go writing. And Alice is like, oh, I didn't mean it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she probably it seemed like she did not want to tell a general. She's like, I do not want to deal with him.
0: Yeah, right? But she instead sneaks up to dead mom's room. <laughs> Catherine. And there are like several blue moths flying around and a little layer of dust on everything. <laughs> <laughs> the blue moths look very perfect gothic.
1: I was gonna say, <laughs> this is probably like Catherine's ideal perfect scene. Yeah. <laughs> this is like her favorite part.
0: Yeah, right before the inevitable crush. Yes. Yeah. Because Henry comes in and startles her. And she's nervous and he seems somewhat menacing. Yeah. <laughs> and he sees that she's thinking the worst you know he can tell and he explains fairly reasonably right. the truth he actually seems a lot less creepy when he's explaining
1: <laughs> he does but he seems more stern yeah then i think he i would have pictured him in I think the books. it's because he's
0: so much older than her.
1: <laughs> like 30 years older
0: um but when he kind of admonishes her for letting her imagination go wild he actually kind of seems like before when he was telling her the ghost story like he wanted Mm -hmm. to thrill her so it was like you go from sincerity to being like but i still want you to be spooked out (laughs) it's like (laughs) this is your own fault henry exactly (laughs) but Catherine gets upset and she runs out she runs to her room and burns her novel and cries oh Catherine!
1: (laughs) so dramatic yeah as a 16 year old should be (laughs)
0: There's a lot of people who really don't like that she burns her book. But I mean, my personal belief is that Catherine probably has like three copies of Mistress of Rudolfo.
1: Also, <laughs> she's probably read it 3,000 times and could recite it front to back.
0: Yeah. And it's also oh. a really nice shorthand way to just be like, and she's learned some lessons without having to actually do any more stuff. Any more dialogue. Yeah. Because we're running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, or maybe later that day, I'm not sure. Eleanor comes in and wakes her up because <laughs> Catherine's doing her favorite thing, which I'm glad the movie still acknowledges, which <laughs> is to take a nap and sleep. <laughs> yes. She wants to deliver a letter from mm-hmm. Isabella. Um, Henry's left, so are all the other guests. But the letter isn't actually from Isabella. It's from James. And he's telling Catherine that it's, uh, things have reached an end between him and Re- Isabella.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he thinks that she's now engaged to Frederick eleanor however does not agree (laughs) she knows her brother and he wouldn't marry a poor as a church mouse isabella
1: (laughs) (laughs) when she first said she's like that's i that's not him i know him i was like she must not know her brother and then (laughs) when she said that line i was like she knows her brother too much yeah
0: (laughs) and she also explains how the general um is a a gambler and Mm. so they're kind of broke actually and honestly that's like the last we ever hear of isabella they never go yep. back and, like, explain what happened or anything. Nope. Well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bye. And then Eleanor explains how she fell in love with Thomas. Who was it? His family fell on hard times or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, they fell in love when she was 14. And he was working for somebody. So, Gosh. obviously, there's some age discrepancy there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, her father forbade the match when his family and fell in hard, t- hard times but they still meet oh. and that's what the note in the chest that she found was about and just then she gets called inside to see the general and this part is something that we don't even get until like the last c- couple of pages of the book mm-hmm. we never know about Eleanor's story so in a way I kind of like knowing yeah. about it before the end so I can kind of feel like I know her while she's still on screen
1: yeah well <laughs> and we both really liked this Eleanor a lot yeah um I in the book I picture her a little bit younger yeah um, I picture her closer to Catherine days but I kind of like that she's a little bit older because in this one she kind of comes off more as a mentor
0: yeah and it's like she's it's also kind of shows like she doesn't have any friends like the best she can right. do is this like 16 year old girl that she'd been back for right and she's kid. like
1: trapped in this gothic mansion yeah castle yeah <laughs> fort
0: oh yeah so okay eleanor gets called inside eleanor as he calls her gets <laughs> called inside to see the general next thing we see is catherine getting in a carriage and eleanor squeezing her hand goodbye
1: mm-hmm.
0: we skip the whole ride home and she just arrives
1: uh, her no little, crying no nothing
0: i know her little brother spots her and the whole family comes out to greet her cathy's home <laughs> which is appropriate or that's how it happens in the book if mm-hmm. i remember correctly Then we see Henry confronting his father, who has a falcon on his hand.
1: (laughs) Just playing with his deadly bird of prey.
0: (laughs) The general thinks that Catherine is a little fortune seeker. And he says that John Thorpe misled him. And he also thinks that the Thorpes were trying to prey on the family. That's true. (laughs) He definitely is not impressed with the measly 400 a year that Catherine can expect. But Henry is standing up to his dad.
1: Yes, as he should.
0: Yep. The general is... Definitely affected by the implication that Catherine's portrait of him was not as black as he deserved so
1: which I loved yeah I I
0: like seeing that side of him too like it's really he's just an insecure man you know when it comes down to it he's just so insecure (laughs) well
1: what's so crazy is that he I mean in the book we have that same kind of like situation where he's like she's a gold digger right Um, he's accusing her of that but in this one I think it is so crazy that he is doing that because (laughs) eleanor has just told us that he is gambling all their money away
0: yeah so that's like, why he wants someone rich <laughs> exactly
1: i was like so ironic that you're saying that at this point
0: yeah how are you expecting to find a nice rich girl or man for your kids if people are gonna hear that you're so rude to your guests that you just kicked them out without you know, exactly and wondered. it's like
1: you just refused your daughter to marry the man that she's in love with because they're not super rich anymore so it's like okay whatever yeah. Weird standards for holding ourselves to.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of sad that it ends so abruptly because we don't get to hear, like, Eleanor does get to get, get with the guy at the end. <laughs> right. So we see Catherine back at home swinging while the Allens and the Morelands are basically chatting and trying to figure out why the general would behave in so ungentlemanlike a manner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they start to talk about henry and Catherine gets all dewy-eyed and wanders off
1: (laughs) into the mist and
0: i was like oh that's how i feel when i'm heartbroken i just want to wander barefoot through a misty field (laughs) (laughs) but suddenly henry arrives through through the fog and she just stares at him with her hundred yard stare that she loves
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: like he's a ghost that has just appeared and he says since she left the white rose bushes have died of grief <laughs> <laughs> so romantic uh uh-huh. uh and now it seems like her dream world is merging with reality yes. <laughs> and he asks if she is still a, dig- a disgrace to her sex or does her heart hold a secret and they kiss which i think is basically a proposal
1: yeah <laughs> i would hope so
0: And just like that first dream she had, the little brother runs in calling for her, trying to interrupt, but there is no interrupting. Perfect happiness. Yes. A crying kiss. And it ends abruptly credits. (laughs) (laughs) Freeze
1: frame on the kiss.
0: Yes. We never get to hear any of the wrap up. We just know married happily ever after.
1: Right. Because we read the book. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the whole thing could have been a big dream for all you would know if you had never read the books (laughs)
1: it's definitely portrayed as one some some little moments where it's like this seems a little extra reality yeah
0: (laughs) all right so um our favorite parts from this section
1: yes i think i'm gonna less so of a favorite part but I'm going to put my favorite kind of things that I realized. Uh-huh. Um, and we didn't really talk about it, even though we mentioned it in the first part, was the slow evolution of Mrs. Allard into a pirate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is so interesting to see her journey from these big feather hats, like white <laughs> feather, like very of the time, to almost like these mixture of like black and <laughs> red wine colored Mixtures And these very, like, loose, puffy pirate shirts.
0: <laughs> and she gets, like, more of a turban style yeah. hat.
1: Yeah, the hat tends to be, turns into almost like a head wrap that kind of, like, drapes down. And, and
0: it's almost like there's just curls clipped on to the hat. <laughs> yes, yeah, because
1: it's, like, just curls abound. And she just looks like a British pirate. The blackbeards, black uh, maybe granddaughter or something yes <laughs> <laughs> i like it but i just love that i thought it was so funny
0: <laughs> well was there anything else
1: um let's see let's because see, let's i'll see, say something.
0: my favorite part is the mm-hmm. part where they're all singing and then the little boy takes catherine outside and starts cartwheeling and it turns <laughs> yes. into a dream and we hear the music singing and it's just like everything about this movie that makes it crazy and yet amazing. It's all encapsulated into this
1: one (laughs) (laughs) The tree branches blowing around her face. So ridiculous.
0: (sighs) And Henry saving her on horseback in this dream, finally. (laughs) She's not just smiling at the torture, now she's smiling at this getting saved. (laughs) Yeah, so we're like
1: the evolution. Yeah. (laughs) We like to see it. (sighs) Uh, I love this movie.
0: It was so fun and perfect for um halloween all right well um let's see what did i well i think we definitely should do a quiz but let's see what i got for the other deep dive okay okay this is from oh, this is funny. This is from Jas uh Jasna, Jane Austen Society of North America.org. Uh-huh. And it's called from an article called The ABCs of Northanger Abbey Advertisements, Backstories, and Classifications by Devony Lucer. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> in the nineteen seventies, Catherine Moreland became a gothic novelist. <laughs> oh. her, first effort was as an auth- her first effort as an author was appropriately called Castle Black, and it came out in 1971. It uses the tagline, was her own past a part of their tragic family history, or was she just a pawn in their deadly game? <laughs> 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 that book joined a late 20th century vogue for gothic fiction and mass market paperbacks. She turned author a second time in 1976 with The Legacy of Winterwick, described as a gothic novel of suspense. (laughs) Not as good of a tagline. No. Its cover features this question and answer. Was her brother-in-law's death an accident? The terrible secret is revealed in... The legacy of Winterwick. (laughs) (laughs) And then the article goes on to say, from our vantage point, we might say that it seems almost fitting that a worthy, inadvertently wise heroine once named Susan and renamed Catherine, a heroine who didn't get her name on a title page in 1818, would end up with her name on mass market book covers in the 1970s that seeming fit is what makes me sorry to reveal that when the veil is lifted from these books catherine turns out to be the pin name of john d schubert a man writing gothic fiction as a woman i admit that i for one could wish the mystery had turned out otherwise yes. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: i just thought that was fun somebody decided i'm gonna right. write some of this gothic fiction as Catherine morland because who better <laughs> <laughs>
1: i like that a lot that's good cool
0: i know i kind of want to read them because i love I a good pulpy novel like that <laughs> i hope they're
1: just as dramatic as she was
0: <laughs> i hope so
1: <laughs> that's so cool i wonder if you can find those like really easily i
0: don't know maybe i bet you could get them like on one of those kindle unlimited type of things <laughs> oh i'm
1: sure i wonder how long they are too i don't know that might be something to little maybe know. one day we can go kind to a of... used
0: bookstore and find me some yeah <laughs> castle of winterwick
1: <laughs> maybe one day we could do an episode on just like a quick little check-in mention about that. That would be fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see if we can find them. <laughs> That's
1: so funny though. I can imagine being like a Jane Austen fan <laughs> and going to the bookstore and then like, right on the Catherine shelf, Moreland. Catherine Morland.
0: I know. I'd be like, a oh, woman wrote it, and then I'd be so disappointed later.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then we would have to be like, well, whatever.
0: No, it would still be good. Yeah. I definitely want to read those if I can find them. <laughs>
1: yes, I'm sure we'll find them somewhere. <laughs>
0: So should we do a quiz? Yeah, we got some time.
1: Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Should we do? Uh, we'll tell you which two Jane Austen heroines are most like you, or which Jane Austen heroine matches your personality.
0: Um, let's do the first one. Okay. I was thinking we could do a deep dive on one of the characters, but really the only one we didn't do a deep dive on the first time was Eleanor,
1: Uh-oh. and.
0: I mean, we can still do... We still have more adaptations, which we can still do, Eleanor.
1: Right. Yeah, we've got two more at least for now. Yeah. Yeah. Until it changes.
0: Okay. We'll tell you which two Austen heroines are most.
1: Alrighty. Do you want to um, do the questions since it's picture-based and you know these people more? (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, first off, pick a Darcy. Oh, this is going to be especially hard for you because you don't know a lot of these. So the first Darcy is the one from the... Um, It's Colin Firth from the 96 adaptation. Uh Then we have Matthew McFadden from the movie. Then I think that one is from the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, the like online Uh um, adaptation. That next one is from Lost in Austin, which is a fun like mini series about some people switching places. Uh (laughs) Then we have the one from the classic 1940s Pride and Prejudice. Oh, wow and colin firth again um i'm not sure if that's like maybe bridget jones's diary or something oh uh, maybe I'm, I'm not sure
1: i'm of course gonna be doing the darcy that i know <laughs> um
0: i'll go with colin Firth. <laughs> okay. because i always want to do his subtext whenever i watch that
1: version.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay pick a hobby uh painting horse riding hiking Reading, knitting, sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I bet if you say sleeping, you get Kathy Moreland. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: um,
0: oh, hiking or reading?
1: Huh. I'm going to do okay. painting paint? because I would love to paint. Okay. I just don't know how to do that. I'm going to say
0: hiking because I just love hiking. <laughs> Pick a house. Okay. We got a little stone cottage. We got, um it looks kind of like the house that the Sense and Sensibility girls have to move into. Yeah. But like, the poor house, but it's really super it's big and nice. nice. <laughs> and then we have like a—I'm sure this was Pemberley in some version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we have a, like a kind of a gothic one with spires, mm-hmm. which I'm sure Catherine would enjoy. And then we have like a Tudor-looking house, I think. Uh huh. And the last one is what is what like a three-story, but it's got vines growing all over it. Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna channel my inner Catherine and go for this the gothic the gothic one. castle yeah
1: i'm gonna go for the tudor looking one yeah that's cool It's really nice okay
0: <laughs> all right pick a kiss <laughs> i don't even know if what all these kisses are from what's the first one from mm-hmm. it looks like a period piece
1: yeah oh they're not even all from jane austen
0: <laughs> none of them are i know okay uh... i know we've got romeo and juliet we've got the spider-man Kristen dunce upside down kiss yes we've got Selma blair kissing a woman and something probably something uh, titillating back in the oh, 90s is it um
1: <laughs> wild things
0: oh maybe we got demi moore and patrick swayze in ghost kiss <laughs> <laughs> and via fox i can't tell who these people are they're not no, facing the camera <laughs> no,
1: i'm just gonna go with what i know and do the spider-man kiss
0: okay i'm going to go with the first one from a bbc thing because it just or no i'm gonna go with ghost let's go with the ghost kiss <laughs> Pick a quote. I have no notion of loving people by halves. It's not in my nature. Or it is not my nature. (laughs) Get it right, Maya. I was in the middle before I knew that I had begun. If I loved you less, I might be able to talk about it more. You pierce my soul. I feel like these are all from just (laughs) (laughs) My heart is and always will be yours. Her own thoughts, reflections... Oh no. Her own thoughts and reflections were habitually her best companions.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, I guess. <laughs> I guess you pierce my soul? No, I've... I have no notion of loving people by halves. It's not my nature. That's a good one. I'll say that one.
1: I like that one too. I'm going to steal it.
0: <laughs> okay, pick a book Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier, Regency Buck by Georgette Heyer. Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. I've never read that one, but mm-hmm. I've read some of her other books. The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Or Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. Well, hmm. I have got to go with Rebecca because I love that book.
1: I've never even heard of it.
0: <laughs> oh, they're doing an adaptation that's about to come out like this week oh. or next week.
1: I think I've heard of the adaptation. It's got
0: Lily um, James, or is that her name? Lily, Lily James. James from Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is the main character yes
1: yes i do remember that now i am excited to see that. i'm excited to see it i'm gonna choose frankenstein because i really love that book
0: oh yeah that's a good one okay pick a city london paris sydney tokyo edinburgh or new york i'm gonna go with edinburgh because i've always wanted to go there
1: i am stuck between new york and paris uh new york is my favorite place ever <laughs> but <sighs> i want to go to paris so bad
0: i kind of want to go to tokyo but
1: I do want to, I want to go to all these places. <laughs> I'll choose Paris. Okay,
0: I'm going to go with Edinburgh. Okay, pick a period drama. Poldark, Wolf Hall, The Crown, War and Peace, Downton Abbey, or Call the Midwife.
1: Downton Abbey forever.
0: Yeah, I have to go with Downton Abbey too. Honestly, someone might revoke my period British credentials, but that's the only one I've seen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't... Yeah, I have not started watching The Crown yet. I've um,
0: seen a theatrical version of Wolf Hall, but I'm not... I don't think I've seen the BBC version.
1: I don't know anything about
0: it. It's about Henry VIII, I think. Oh. Uh, it's... It um, looks old. Yeah, it's some... One More of those More period hundreds. old. Oh. Sense. Oh.
1: Who'd you get?
0: I got Lizzie and Eleanor.
1: Ooh. The two two of the best. Yes.
0: (laughs) Says you have quite a snarky sense of humor and are a lot of fun to be around. You're also really good at keeping secrets. (laughs) The Eleanor in you means you're polite even when people are rude to you. (laughs) Well, that's true. But like Lizzie, you sure know how to hold a grudge. (laughs) Uh, I can't hold a grudge, but as soon as you talk to me about it, I will get over it in like two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Who'd you get?
1: I got Anne and Catherine.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Good choices. Like Catherine, you're passionate and enthusiastic about the things you care about, but the Anne in you tempers it with maturity and level headedness. Like Catherine, you've been naive in the past and people have taken advantage, but you've grown and learned from it and are no longer afraid to put people in their place just like Anne. <laughs> I love that.
0: That's perfect. Yes. Oh my gosh, between us, we got some of the best characters. I know, the best heroines. <laughs> How exciting! Oh, I love it. All right. Um, final thoughts on our spooktacular Ooh. Halloween <laughs> episode. <laughs> this is
1: the perfect Halloween Jane Austen. Yes. In my opinion. Uh, if you're like having this movie marathon and you want something, period, but scary ish uh-huh. or spooky. This is the way to go, I think. Yeah, because it's also funny and a little ridiculous, but in a good way.
0: <laughs> yes, even though I am not like a huge scary movie person. Not that I don't like them. I'm just too easily um for. I I just you know spooked. Yeah, I don't like to watch them alone. And, uh-huh. but when I was a kid, my favorite. Holiday was always Halloween. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm a very theatrical person, so I love to dress <laughs> up. And I just loved everything about Halloween. And, you know, for some reason, this particular movie really puts me in, like, the 80s I love Halloween mindset. Yes. And it just feels like a great Halloween movie. I feel like I could watch this and then one of those, like, 80s documentaries about that battery scary (laughs) woman or like the real vampires through history and then watch door thing or abby and it would just be like the perfect halloween night (laughs) yes for me
1: (laughs) (laughs) i agree i think it's good it's good for halloween time and it's like if you're really into like 80s movie like aesthetics Uh the hair is very 80s the soundtrack is super 80s yes (laughs) um it's just so great and if you like Pirates. also watch this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you like crazy fashion, <laughs>
1: yes, the fashion choices. I I feel like they're a little bit more adventurous in this one. Yeah. They definitely definitely like really go out, and you get a lot of really cool stuff.
0: Yeah, you might as well go for it, especially if you're gonna make it all gothic inspired. You know, yes. Go crazy.
1: Why not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, what else? Is that it? Just recommendations now?
1: Yeah, think recommendation.
0: Awesome. Well, I guess it's only, like, a really short movie, so that's probably why we're getting through them so quickly. we're gonna have a lot of recap. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Okay, so my recommendation for this week is another spooky thing. I'm not done with it yet. I've only watched... Well, I probably watched three quarters of it. Uh Um, It's a new series on Hulu called Hellstrom. Yes. And it's actually a Marvel property. Uh I think it's based on a comic. It's pretty good. It really scratched. I mean, you know, obviously I have not been watching a lot lot of TV. So it feels amazing to me that I've actually watched half of this. (laughs) Like I'm actually binging something. (laughs) Kind of. And I was just, I you know, I can watch scary TV shows better than I can watch scary movies by myself. Right. So I was like, I need something that's kind of spooky. And I was just scrolling through. There were a lot of choices. And I don't know why I just decided to go with this one. And I like it, though. It kind of has that, like, uh, procedural feel to it. Like a Bones, which I loved Bones so much. Uh (laughs) And Castle, like those kinds of shows. Mm -hmm. But it's a little more on the scary like less silly than those yeah, shows it's dark yeah a little darker for sure but I, I don't know all the characters have really grown on me and i'm really like what i really want to know that the mystery i want to hear <laughs> what, what your explanation for this mystery is it's very supernatural and mm-hmm. yeah i really like it it's on hulu i would definitely recommend checking it out
1: <laughs> yes i'm excited to start watching it it's on our up next list oh, good. <laughs> so we are very excited to start that one <laughs> Okay, my recommendation is also going to be a little bit spooky, but it's going to be sci-fi spooky. Ooh. Um, It's going to be this HBO show, uh, Raised by Wolves. Oh, yeah. Ridley Scott show. And it is... Uh, I don't know. It's just so cool. I love sci-fi, especially spooky sci-fi. Uh-huh. Alien is, like, one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> and this is, like, a completely, like, independent, like, idea It's not based on a book or anything. So I had no idea what to expect going in. and it's Ridley Scott, so... <laughs> But it is just such a very interesting story. And it's I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's very dark and it can get pretty violent and it's it gets pretty gory really fast. <laughs> and you don't expect it. Uh, so just keep it in mind if that's not your thing, probably don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like a they do such a great job of really getting that story and not taking forever. To, like, explain it. They get to it really fast. And uh-huh. it's really, like, you understand what's going on and what's happened and how we're at this point And what's going to happen. Yeah. And there's just, like, I think we're about halfway through it. And there's just so much. Because it's such a new thing. And everything is new about it. It's, like, there's so much, so many places to go. And I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm so excited. <laughs> and it's just really good. And it's really good for this time because it's got such a dark, suspenseful, thrilling feel.
0: Yeah, I that one is definitely on my list, but it seems a little. I don't know. I just feel like maybe I just need like one more month, or two more months. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's one of those ones uh, where I think it's fully because they used to they were doing that weekly, releasing it weekly um, on HBO, and I think they are done with it. The first season, I'm not sure if they've renewed it yet. Uh-huh. Um, but we're definitely taking our time because it's it's a lot to yeah. to watch. Yeah, It's a lot to take in. And so we do kind of just do one episode at a time when yeah. we're in the mood for it. And it's, just, it's really great.
0: <laughs> I mean, Hellstrom aside, I have actually found doing that. Like, uh-huh. even if it doesn't come out weekly, but just watching, like, one a week.
1: Right, treating <laughs> it, it like It seems,
0: does. like, really slow. But it also... I don't know. There's something about it that makes it, like, stick with you more. Uh-huh. And I just... I don't know you don't feel so overwhelmed if I binge a show I will forget that show in like a week it's yes. time I won't remember any specifics from it so I do appreciate a nice um timed release you know
1: yes that's why I yeah I really love shows that do that so it's a great one <laughs>
0: maybe we're getting back into that more these days especially now that they it. get to stretch out all their content because there's not enough <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was saying, they're just starting to kind of film things
0: yeah and yet, I still hear about sets getting shut down.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot. You know, <laughs> it's not safe. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway, uh,
0: this should come out the week after Halloween because this yeah. is going to um, sandwich Halloween. So I hope everyone is voting or voted. If it's, I'm not sure. It should come out on Election Day, I maybe. Oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> if you're listening to this on Election Day, please go vote. I will have already please voted. Please make sure. Early voting
0: starts Monday here. So.
1: yes yeah i will have early buttered as well
0: yeah and maybe things will feel a little brighter (laughs) Uh, let's hope (laughs) we're putting
1: good juju good vibes out in hopes that we receive the same
0: (laughs) so everyone i hope you guys have a great week and i don't know what we're going to be coming back with next week because
1: we haven't decided yet.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, I, we, we told you in the check-in. If you didn't listen to the check-in, go listen to the last check-in, and we will lay out everything we're doing for the next two months. Right. Um, but I don't know which one specifically will be next, because right. we're recording this a little early.
1: So it'll be a little surprise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you guys are doing well. I think I just said that. Uh, <laughs> <Should> <laughs> uh, if do. you want to get in contact yes. with us.
1: <laughs> uh, email is manageofmadness at gmail.com uh twitter is at manners madness instagram is uh at manners of madness pod and you can leave us the voice message on our website at manners of com.
0: yeah and we would love to hear your first impressions of northanger Abbey 87 when yes. you first watched it and then if your opinion changed over time
1: yeah and like no do idea.
0: you think of it as a halloween movie
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think they'll have to last but...
0: year at this time we were doing racer head as our
1: as our spooky yeah which no, is also no we weren't are
0: we blue velvet
1: blue velvet which is also speaking somewhere oh,
0: where we? oh my god I, I've, I've lost we my don't mind remember. i don't it, remember
1: it's only been a year but it feels like it's been 40 years <laughs> so we are dead <laughs> maybe we just started with emma our brains are dead
0: so maybe at this time maybe it was either blue i think it was blue velvet
1: probably that seems like the first lynch thing we did david lynch yeah but yeah, um, yeah, let us know what you think uh, about this adaptation and <laughs> how much it fits into the Halloween spirit. And yeah, and please, give us a
0: rating or review. Yeah,
1: subscribe, all that's good we stuff. We
0: would love it. Until we meet again. <laughs> yes, we
1: will see you next week. And hopefully, there will be good things to come. Yes. And we hope y'all enjoy this episode and the future ones.
0: Yes, good night.
1: Bye.